Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bota Podcast, Worldviews and Culture, with your host, Leonita, Albanian-American Perspective. Today, I have a special guest to get started for the whole new year. I'm going to get into the health and wellness series. I have with me fitness influencer. She's a mom. She's so cool. Like, I love all her content. I found her on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, who is this girl? She's so awesome. Um, being a mom myself, I was really motivated by, you know, your content and what you're putting out there. So I was like, oh my God. And then I found out you're Albanian. I'm like, ugh. I was like, I gotta get this. <laughs> I gotta talk to her. So I'm so excited to introduce uh, Carolyn um, onto the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. You're welcome. I like to always kind of get a little background on the guests because, you know, this is kind of Albanian centered um, and just kind of see like where you're from, like originally and, um, you know, how you came to where you are now. <laughs> well, I was born in Berat and then I lived in Kuchov until I was about seven and a half and then we moved to Canada. So that's my origin story. Um, I don't really much from my childhood in Albania to be honest but mm-hmm. most of my personality has been shaped by being Albanian so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah did you feel like your parents like try to keep like the traditions alive when you came to Canada yeah yeah well my dad was an English teacher back home um so he always read English books to us even in Albania But then when we came here, my mom didn't know very much English at the time. So the only aspect of our Albanian-ness that we didn't keep is that we used to speak English in the home a lot. Like, of course, we spoke Albanian, but because she was trying to learn, we were always trying to teach her. Mm -hmm. So my Albanian is not the sharpest. I can still read, write, and speak it, but you know. Yeah, same. (laughs) I mean, I feel like for myself, too, like I learn I mean Albanian was my first language right first. you know I came here when I was two years old and we mm. till I was like in kindergarten then you know obviously you speak English but I just always feel like yeah I do know I I always feel like I have to defend myself when it comes to that I'm like yeah I know Albanian I'm like stop <laughs> like just because I don't talk to you in Albanian doesn't mean I don't know it yep yep exactly <laughs> that's my experience exactly <laughs> So you grew up um, in Canada and obviously you like went to school and all this stuff. So, you know, how, when did this whole like fitness thing come about like in your life? Well, I remember even being in high school, I never played sports to be honest. That was not my thing at all. I did not like organized sports at the time, but I remember buying a yoga book for myself and I really, really wanted to have abs, I wanted to work on my flexibility and stuff. Right. Um, but abs, that's always been my thing. Uh-huh. So I remember I would do all of these like ab exercises in my room instead of doing my homework. But then fast forward to like when I was about 18, 17, 18, I finally got a gym membership and I just fell in love with weight training. So I think my journey started there. I've always kind of been somebody who doesn't like to conform, to be honest. So I was like, if everyone is expecting girls to do cardio, I'm going to go do weights. You know, that's always been my personality. So I just really took to weight training. So then when you're 18, you went to weight training and you were doing that. Were you like the hardcore, like doing the big lifting, like squats, um, like heavy weight? You know what? If I can say this on air, stupidly, I was. Um, you have to crawl before you can fall. You have to be able to do the fundamental exercises before you can start testing your strength and loading on the weight. And very stupidly, I started off very heavy because there were always, you know, when you're in a gym, there are trainers who are there who will be like, oh, just throw this weight on. And they come in there and they completely destroy you. They make you yeah. feel like, oh, I really don't know what I'm doing so I can use their services, right? Yeah. Um, I had really bad trainers who did that to me. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is how I'm supposed to be lifting. Mm. So after that, after being sore for a week after my first workout or two weeks, even yeah. <laughs> um, I just started to do my own independent research and believe it or not, I learned on this site called bodybuilding.com where it's just pretty much free resources and you can read anything about like gaining muscle, losing weight, whatever it is you want. Mm-hmm. So did you feel like at that time you had like a goal and like you reached it, like your abs, like you wanted abs, like, did you at that time feel like, yeah, I got no, you. <laughs> no, no. In fact, um, I got into somewhat of a disordered eating at that time. Mm. 
you know, us Albanians, we have really delicious food, right? And a lot of it is like dough-based foods or cheese and stuff like that. So I I think because my parents, like my mom is an amazing cook and they would wake up every morning before we had to go to school and make us like fresh pastas and stuff, right? So we can have a warm lunch for school. But all of the dough didn't agree with me. So I was getting like a little chubby and I became extremely obsessed. That's why I joined the gym to begin with, to be honest. I became super obsessed with being like low body fat. Hmm. So I would eat very few calories in a day, like 1200, which I highly don't recommend, (laughs) but yeah. I did not reach my goals yet. I actually got too skinny. I, you know what? I will pull up a picture and show it to you, but I was like very slender. Mm -hmm. So like you were struggling like that mental and physical, like Mm -hmm. how to love your body, I guess. That was not in my thought process when I was 18. Trust me. It was not to love my body. It was more like, I want to look like this mm-hmm. and I will do whatever I need to to get there kind of yeah. thing and I feel like I don't know if it's just our people I know or my or the culture but you know because we have all these parties and all these weddings and all this stuff and big gatherings and everyone's like wants to look certain way so they'll yes. like well I'm, I'm just gonna go I'm not gonna eat anything for like 24 hours or like oh I'm gonna like go on a fast or like I'm gonna go on this diet it's like I feel like don't myself get- like growing up like you hear yes. that all around you all the time and when you get older like in your teens and your 20s mm-hmm. and everyone like has to look good because if you don't look good it's like what are you doing yes so yes. I definitely it's... felt the pressure too like you know back yes. in the day diet culture is huge it's very very um toxic but it's huge it's still very much out there I know I remember like when I was I had just met my husband like maybe a couple of years and I was like literally a size zero and I was like putting on my size zero jeans and they were like tight <laughs> you know like fucking size zero because <laughs> you had and, to fit into those size zeros you and I'm to. like oh my like little like stomach is like hanging out of these size zero jeans and my husband's looking at me like are you freaking crazy like what is that <laughs> and I'll be like no I can't go anywhere like I can't fit into anything <laughs> like I yep. had like crazy mind yes. things of course now like that I'm a mom many years later and I've gained like mo- like so much more weight yes I'm, like more confident in my body yeah, which- yeah absolutely I wholeheartedly relate to that honestly because when I became a mom my body turned into like my woman body you know I was no longer trying to reach this unattainable thing like I guess now that I'm a mom, um, the advice I would give to my daughter is, hey, don't try to fit into size zero jeans, just buy bigger jeans <laughs> that you can feel good in, you know? Yeah. But like, even as a mom though, I've seen, you know, I've seen some of your videos where you're like, talk about like mom life and postpartum and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. And that still, that those triggers like still go in you where you're like, oh my God, I got to look a certain way. Or yeah. if I don't lose this weight, like, what does that mean? Like, I'm not good yes. enough or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So when I became a mom in 2012, I was just 22 years old. Like I was very young and I had this idea in my head that I was going to snap back immediately. But um, that's not how it works. (laughs) As we like, you know, right, your body shifts after you become a mom, and you hold on to fat differently and in places that you didn't hold on to fat before. So when I became a mom, I had this very unrealistic goal for myself. And it made me constantly feel like a failure. So the reason I started my fitness journey again, because I actually kind of gave up for a while after becoming a mom, is because I wanted to, you know, be the strongest I've ever been. Because as I said before that point, it's it had always been about, I want to be skinny. I want to lose weight. I want to look a certain way. And then after becoming a mom, the perspective totally shifted into, I just want to love my body for everything it's been through so far. Um, and I know that physically it will get to where it needs to get or where I want it to get. But first we have to work on the background stuff, the mental stuff. Mm. And that's a big part of it. Oh my Mm. gosh. Like you don't realize that until like you're Um, fully in it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And making those changes. I do talk about that a lot. Fitness is not fitness. Like I'm not obsessed with fitness because I want to look a certain way. I'm obsessed with it because of the benefits that it gives me, especially mentally, because Mm -hmm. 
after I had kids, I got extremely depressed for like the longest time. And so having this unattainable, unrealistic goal of I need to look a certain way within three months of giving birth made me feel even more depressed because I felt like I was failing when in fact it was the goal that was failing me. So that's so true, man. I feel that. I think that's what drove me so much towards your content because like I saw, I was following you like for like a while, like way back, Mm -hmm. you know, made me like, oh my God, she's like a mom and she's like super like fit and into fitness, but she's also realistic in the mentality. And that to me is like what I always look for. I don't care. Like I don't want to be like on a super restrictive diet where I'm just like not eating anything and I'm going to lose weight. Like that's not my style and no. I refuse it. Like at all. No, like, that, that shouldn't that's... be anybody's style. Honestly, restricting yourself to that degree is, is unhealthy, but there's still so many fitness influencers out there that still do that. And they're very popular and they're very, you know, influential, I guess, whatever. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you go about that? Trying to be like who you are and like trying to gain that influence and, you know, helping your followers. I always say your vibe attracts your tribe. Now, if you want to make a lot of money, you could absolutely make a lot of money by doing all of these gimmicky things. Like when I first started my TikTok journey, because that's kind of where my focus is. So when I first got on TikTok, I would be scrolling through and I would see all of these like very popular fitness personalities on TikTok, who would make videos like five ab exercises to get rid of lower belly fat. And I got so annoyed because we all know that's not how it works. I mean, anybody who is kind of more well-read on in fitness, you know, you're not going to do some crunches and lose your belly fat. So I made this video called Fitness Lies. And that's the thing that pushed my TikTok page mm. to get to where it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the comments that I received on my video, I got a lot of backlash for it because oh, wow. people are like, these famous YouTubers have all of these videos and challenges about abs and it works. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Huh. Um, so like, I've always known the fitness industry can be a little bit toxic because there's so much more to it than meets the eye. Like you have people who are on anabolic steroids and they don't tell anybody they're on steroids. Now they don't look mad, like super manly and muscular. They look super fit and dry and hard, the skin, Hmm. but they're very much on supplements that the regular person is not. But then they say, Hey, um, I got to it by doing 15 sets of ab exercises a day. You know, Um, I guess what motivates me to be who I am is firstly, I don't like to pretend to be something that I'm not. And I certainly don't want to sell an image of myself that is not accurate because I feel like I'm a fraud in that case, you know? So the reason I'm raw and honest is because I want people to see that this process is not an overnight process. And if you're doing it overnight, that means you're doing it in a way that is very unhealthy for you and is going to make you very unhappy in the long run. So like, what is like a, like a long process, like a year to, is it going to be like longer than a couple of years? (laughs) Because people are like, well, it's been a year and I haven't seen much changes. Well, I think within a year you should start to see noticeable differences, you know? Um, So I think that's a hard question to answer just because everybody's so different and your lifestyle is so different. The amount of effort you put into it is different. Um, The way you eat might be different from I eat, you know? So I would say if you're super disciplined, you can make a lot of great things happen. But that's true. That's true. You really have to be disciplined. disciplined. (laughs) I think that's the key word. (laughs) Yes. But you also, in my experience, you have to do it in a way that's enjoyable for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's so many methods out there um, and all of them can work in their own way. You have to look at the sustainability of it. Personally, I will never do a diet because they're not sustainable. You know, like a lot of people who do diets, they go back and they gain all of the weight plus some. So mm-hmm. so just having like something that's going to fit your lifestyle and just that works for you, but it's healthy, obviously, and exactly. like, making good choices. And you're, you you can't just be like, I'm going to eat junk all day and expect. <laughs> no, no. But, but eating healthy also doesn't have to be this like disgusting, daunting, boring thing either. It can be 
very exciting. Like all of the food I eat, I don't sacrifice flavor. I'm at the end of the day, I'm Albanian. Like I still like my food, but you know, you can make modifications to make it healthier for sure. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Discipline and just doing it. (laughs) You were talking about getting onto TikTok and videos and you're on Instagram. So like you're sharing a lot about your life. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like what made you want to be like, you know, I'm going to share my story. I'm going to share my family or my, you know, what's happening. Like, I find that so hard to do, like to share, open up too much. To be vulnerable for sure. It is not easy. It actually took me a very long time to get here, but a lot of people were asking me advice anyway, because they saw that after my first baby, I lost a lot of weight. Like I would just post my fitness stuff because my husband and I owned a gym for about eight years. So I was very much a part of the gym life. So every single time I went to work out, I would post my progress. So I started to get a lot of questions like, can you give me advice or can you give me tips, whatever. So I just decided to start making it into posts. It took a lot of convincing on my husband's part um, for me to actually open up like that because I am a super private person in real life. But I think my number one motivation was just to reach out and help other people, especially other moms. Yeah. And I think you are doing that. If one mom, I'm, I'm very inspired by you. So thank you. Thank you. But do you feel like you get any like backlash from a lot of people mm. like negativity? Cause that's what I'm always like, I'm like a people pleaser. Like I was like, Me too. I don't want to like make anybody feel like third way. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's me. Absolutely. Like I will not say anything to offend someone or hurt somebody's feelings. Um, I never want to ruffle feathers, you know, but I get a crazy amount of backlash. You would be surprised, especially on TikTok. People on TikTok have no chill. If your hair is like one hair out of place, somebody will notice and say something about it. So in May, I was at zero or one follower, my husband on TikTok. And now I'm at about 55,000. So you can imagine how much backlash I receive in a day. I can do one thing off or not perfectly. And it's like, you're a terrible person. You think you're pretty, but you're not like. <laughs> That's so the wild. are brutal, That's brutal. That's so but, wild. But that you know what? That scares me, dude. That like scares me. Like to have that you know, many people following you and you like don't even know like who these people are. I get anxiety about that. I'm like, oh my God, that's like so many people that know my life, like, or yes. see me like on a constant well, basis. Do they, do they know your life? They kind of, right. get, they, well, they, they just get know the version like, yeah, of what you like, put out. Yeah. That, even just to see, like they see me, like you feel exposed, right? Yeah. I get it. I get it. But for me, I think what keeps me balanced is that I remember that people who write comments like that are very unhappy with their lives. And so what they're saying to me is what they really feel about themselves. So I take it with a grain of salt and I'm like, oh, you really, I actually message back and I'm like, you sound very sad. I'm very sorry about that. Um, but thank you for engaging with my content and giving me a push. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And then they just comment. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's a good response. I really like that. Make it a positive out of a negative. Because it would, it would really get to me. Um, and I'm like, The reason at the core of it, the real reason I actually started sharing a lot is because when I became a mom, I had a very hard time. So I was depressed for like, I don't know, over a year and a half, I would say. And very silently, like nobody really knew, even my husband, like he could see I was tired and unhappy, but it wasn't to the degree that I actually was feeling. So I would go on Instagram and I would see these really, really perfect pages and perfect moms with their white furniture and their perfect children. And I'm like, I'm failing in so many ways. But the truth is, I wasn't failing. It was just people were putting up their curated version of their lives, their perfect highlight reels. And I wanted to be one of the people who was like, I'm going to share the difficulties so that another mom who's going through it doesn't feel as horrible as I did. So I always keep that in mind. What do I weigh as more important, being authentic and helping someone or being perfect uh, for my trolls? That's how you have to think about it. That's how you have to Mm -hmm. approach it. And or else you'll just go crazy in your head too. And of what people are going to say, you just got to, I was thinking recently, I was going to make a quote out of this. I tried to make quotes for like my page, but I love it. um, You can't please everyone because all you're going to end up doing is losing yourself in the process. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. Would you believe it? Just this morning, I was just making a video that said, I am not for everyone. And that's okay. Because I don't like everyone either. Let's be honest. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's so, so true. I'm all yeah. for that. If you don't like what you see or you don't like me, like move on. <laughs> like that's okay. On. Exactly. It's okay for sure. Yep. Yep. What is your favorite social media? Is it, is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? Is it Facebook? Like what are, <laughs> which one? <laughs> not Facebook. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know if I, I know. <laughs> I log on and I don't even realize that my Facebook page has comments or messages. I don't because for me, Facebook is a very much linear platform and it's kind of boring for me. If I can pick a favorite, it would be TikTok just yeah. because of the sheer creativity on there. It's incredible. Like it really, do you have, are you on TikTok? I'm not on TikTok yet. No, you have to get on <laughs> TikTok. You have to, um, but it's just like, it really inspires you to be more creative with your life to have more fun with your life and I love that about it Instagram I feel like is still a little bit more posh and professional and perfect mm -hmm. while as TikTok you can literally have so much fun on it but yeah. still be informative and help other people that's cool I'm gonna have to check it out I'm gonna have to get in on it try not yes thank you <laughs> oh my gosh yeah but what about Twitter? Do you do Twitter at all? No, no way. That's no. a whole different group of people on there. I, think. I tried. I really tried, but I just could not get into it. I don't know. I I like deleted Same. the app four times and re-downloaded it and tried it because I'm like, you should be on every platform kind of thing. Um, no, I'm okay with not being on it, really. I also see that you and your husband make a lot of videos together. You guys seem like so fun and like interactive. Like it's so cute. Like I love Thank it. You. How does he feel like about, does he have his own creative side thing or? Yeah. He has more followers on TikTok than I do. Um, but he, yeah, he, he definitely does. He's been a trainer for over 15 years. Um, I said we owned our own business and stuff. Um, but yeah, he's very much a support of mine. Like he's my number one fan. He's the one who pushes me to myself, myself out there. So he's definitely the more outgoing one. <laughs> I'm a little bit more conservative, to be honest. He'll be like, let's try this dance. Let's do this and let's do that. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's my best friend. So um, we do everything together. It's nice when you can have your partner or whatever and kind of like on the same page as you like understands like because content mm -hmm. creation and creating videos and stuff takes a lot of time out of your day and putting all this stuff together so it like because I feel like yeah. um, sometimes people don't understand like say for my husband for instance he works like outside of the home like he works in a business like it's like a businessman type of guy yes and then I do this on the side and he's like what are you like what is this like what are you doing <laughs> he doesn't understand it right but it is a full-time job if you want to make a stream of income on it it's a full-time job my husband does all of my video editing I don't know how to edit videos <laughs> all of my transitions for tech like it's all him okay so yeah. he's like the tech guy oh yeah 100 percent. when it comes to fitness so you and your husband are like super into fitness you've owned gym you've trained people I'm sure and all this stuff so like what are some yeah. like misconceptions about fitness I know we talked a little bit about some of them what yeah. would you say is like the top misconceptions you know the get fit quick schemes that's a misconception like you can absolutely lose weight really really quickly but you are not going to be able to keep it off so I would say the overnight success thing don't buy into it don't believe it at all I think there are no quick fixes when it comes to your appearance but more importantly your health so Anything where you go from having horrible habits to eliminating everything and losing a bunch of weight very, very quickly, that's setting yourself up for failure in the long term. But now I know a lot of people are obsessed with, I want to lose 15 pounds in two weeks. Is it possible? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you should be thinking way more long term than that. You should be thinking about everything that your fitness is going to do for you no quick fixes let's say for instance i always struggle with this like finding the time i think you had posted something recently about it but um <laughs> finding the time to like 
do the healthy foods, eat the healthy foods. This is what I'm guilty of all the time. I'm like, I don't have any time. Like I have to work. I have to do this. My kids are here and this and that. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly truly struggle with it. And I know that you just got to make the time, but like, how do you make the time? <laughs> so for me, I do it in terms of priorities. So my kids are eight and four. I don't know how old your kids are, but um, it's, it's really hard when they're young, to be honest. So I'm not yeah. saying like no excuses because I know somebody like you, you're not trying to make excuses, but for me, I go in terms of priorities. I have a schedule for myself every single day that was imposed by my husband because he's way more organized with time than I am. So we have a schedule and we'll say from this time to this time, we are working out. The kids come and join us because I can show you another time, but we converted our entire basement into a, a home gym. Very cool. Um, so the kids come down with us and they exercise too, or not, or they go upstairs and they draw and they color or read a book. So we say, this is our time to work out, period. It's non-negotiable. And then on the day that I do groceries, I make sure my sink is perfectly clean, disinfected. I fill it up with water, vinegar, whatever. And I throw all of my fruits and veggies in. And the day that I do my groceries is the day that I do my washing and cutting and packaging of my fruits and veggies. Mm. So I think you have to see what's going to work for you individually, because I don't know what your schedule is like, but there should be things in your schedule that are non-negotiables. Yeah. And it's, this is my time to do this and that's it. No distractions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because this morning I knew I was going to come talk to you and I was like, what am I going to make for breakfast? I'm not a morning person. I'm, I've been struggling like my so my kids are five and two. So they don't wake up till eight. And for some reason, like in my head, I'm like, I can't wake up till eight because if I wake up earlier, they're going to wake up earlier. So in my head, I'm like, (laughs) I wake up the same time as them. And then we all just wake up the same time, which is sets me up for failure every single day because I'm like always behind. And this morning I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, I dropped off, you know, I did what I did, dropped off the kids. My daughter started school. I'm like, like, oh, what am I going to eat? I see like the cookies and the coffee. And I'm like, then I thought of you and I'm like, no, I have to prioritize. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually made myself like a full breakfast, like with eggs and cucumbers and like whole wheat bread. And I was like, oh, this was, I haven't, I'm going to tell you right now, I have not made a full cooked breakfast for me in like months like that's how bad it's been it happens this feels good that's how me to do this more and I'm sure yeah and the protein in the morning keeps you full longer so you're not going to be struggling and reaching for like something sugary after that you were in my mind today to like keep oh, good. so that was nice <laughs> that makes um, me happy <laughs> yes yeah, so now I just got to keep it up <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the whole scheduling thing, though, like writing it down is going to help me because I'm like a person who just goes like with the day, like mm-hmm. if it's not ran down or something, I'm just like, oh, this is the day and I'm going to go. It's just wild. Totally, me too. Yeah. But then you don't get all of the things that you want to accomplish done, whether that's your physical goals or your business goals, right? That's true. Uh, new yeah. year. I'm working on it. So good. it's good that I'm starting this whole like series so it's motivating me so yay yes that's awesome (laughs) so thank you of course Um, so some of your um videos that I've seen the one one that really stuck out to me was like you're not you're not just a mom video so kind of tell Mm -hmm. me more about that I really like the concept Uh, of it yeah well that actually a lot of my content comes from the comments that I receive in a day um and some of the comments are a critique on me as a person um, being a mom. Some of the comments I get are like, you, you're a mom. Like, why are you showing your belly? You're a mom. Um, So I had a video on TikTok flexing with my daughter. Now my daughter, she always tells me, I want to have muscles like you when I'm older. And that makes me really proud. So we were just flexing. We were having fun. And somebody wrote to me, what are you teaching your daughter? Oh my God. So I'm like, I'm teaching her to be a strong woman who is proud of her body. Yeah. um, And who's proud of being strong. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just got to thinking when I made that video and I'm like, why is it that the second a woman becomes a mom, she is no longer to show her funky side, 
her sexuality, her anything. She's not allowed to be who she was before. Personally, every decision I make is with my children in mind. So I would never make a video where I think sometime down the future, they're going to look at it and cringe a little, you know, like, so that's where I come from. But at the same time, I notice that when I drop off my children to school, let's say in jean shorts or whatever, I will get dirty looks. So I'm like, why do I have to stop being proud of who I am just because I have children now? So when I created that video, I'm like, I'm tired of being told of how I should be every single day. You know, us moms, I'm sure you've read enough posts to pick up on this. We are literally scrutinized and criticized for every single thing we do. You can show that your child only has one sock on and one sock off. And the people will be like, what kind of mom are you? I would never, you know, like we are Mm -hmm. attacked for everything we do. So you might as well just be who you want to be and be proud of that person. Yeah. And, and then you just feel happy with yourself as long as you're doing things that are right for your family and right for you and doing things that are going to help your life and help your, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. Like if I, you know, wearing shorts, for instance, or whatever, like that's exactly very much tried to make myself into the conservative mom when uh, my son was first born because I thought, well, you're a mom now, so you can't dress how you used to dress. You can't do your makeup or like be extra like you used to be. And I totally lost myself. I was like, I don't even know what makes me spark anymore because I'm living my life just to please everybody else. So I was like, eh, I'm over it. No more. (laughs) I really love that. It's so freaking true. Like you get in these, like we already have so much to struggle with, you know, like postpartum and stuff. We already feel like a certain way about ourselves and our bodies. And and somebody's like telling us like, well, why are you looking like that? And like, why are you like, it's like too much. Like, why just leave us alone. (laughs) That is big. Right. If you don't wear makeup and you walk around in yoga pants, you're a slob and you're not trying enough. But if you wear makeup and you're in tight clothes, then you're ABC, you know, like, yeah, it goes back to what we're saying, like, you can't please everyone and you shouldn't. And you just got to do what's right for you and just go with that. Like, as long as you're not harming anyone, um, as long as you're not hurting other people, do you do you be happy? Amen, sis. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is the motto. I'm going to write a quote on that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You should. You definitely should. Yeah, that's so true. It's it's a struggle, man. Moms have it hard. We do. Really do. Especially Albanian moms. (laughs) Honestly, because I see it from my mom. My mom was like, she always looked good. My mom is very slender. Like, she's more slender than I am. Let's put it that way. Like, she's super health conscious. But she... She used to go to school when she came here. She went to work. Then she still came home and kept an immaculate home and freshly cooked meals. And everything was perfect, perfect, perfect at all times. And so I think a lot of us were raised by moms who were ultimate bosses in that way that we have internalized that this is the level of perfection I should try to attain, um, which is not possible (laughs) to attain. It's not. But as an Albanian mom, you really do feel the pressure to try to live up to this um, this standard that our mothers, mm. they lived up to, to be honest. Yeah. It's, and it's crazy that they did. Like, I think back, like, how the hell did you do all this because stuff? Like- I don't think there's an emphasis on mental health at that time. And if you're thinking back to in Albania, they had family close by mm-hmm. here. My family lives 45 minutes away. So the it's very, very different um, when you move to North America. Um, the family support is not the same. So, yeah, I mean, my mom always says, like, you know, when she was back home, like her, um, my dad's family moved to Croatia, like mm-hmm. from Kosovo to Croatia. So they live there, but there was like all the brothers were there with their wives and stuff. And yeah. It was like they would have like a schedule, like okay, this this day, this this mom is gonna cook everything. The next day, the mom, oh. the other mom is gonna cook, and the next day, like they always like they had this structure, and they were like, it was great because everybody felt like they could still get a break, and yes. they still knew everything was being done because they lived That's in the right. house, you know. They had a tribe. They mm-hmm. had a tribe for sure. We don't have a tribe here. Yeah, and you know, you know, like working moms, for instance. You know, it's, it's a little bit, even, you know, stay at home moms, like they have their own struggles and their own like mm-hmm. difficulties. And I'm not saying working or staying home is like, 
no, we all no. have something. But like as a working mom, it's like, okay, I go to work and then I have to come home and work again. Like, cause there's work at the house. And yeah, sometimes sure. you're like, I just need a break. Yeah. But you know, it's just that pressure, like that you feel like you have to have the house cleaned and hot yes. meal made. Our moms would be the ones they had that done. And I'm like, I don't, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> so true. You know, you try your best and I guess that's Absolutely. all you can do. So right. do you feel like you felt a lot of pressure from the community, like Albanian community to be a certain way or look a oh, certain yeah. way or? Ah. Well, as you know, my husband is Guyanese, so he is uh, Indian Guyanese. So he is an Indian man from the West Indies. And that was not received well by the community at all. I got called every name under the sun, you can imagine. And I even made a TikTok video of him speaking in Albanian. And I received death threats. Oh my gosh. Daily, daily. Like I can't even tell you how many people I had to block. Um, And when I blocked him on TikTok, they would come and find me on Instagram. That's and so then they crazy. would come into, in my DMs and they would rip me apart. But literal death threats, like you deserve to die. So that was my experience within the community. Um, but I, at the end of the day for me, I'm like, I'm in love with who I'm in love with. This is my life to live. And if I don't make sure that I'm happy, then you, those people who are commenting, who have something to say about how I choose to live my life. And it's not just who I married. It's also, you know, you're expected as an, a child of an immigrant, you're expected to go into an academic field. I went to university for sociology. I don't use it <laughs> for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not a doctor or a lawyer engineer or something that's important, then it's hard to kind of gain the respect um, yeah. for doing something that's more like fitness related or like, mm-hmm even worse social media you know? <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> yeah so but a lot of my supporters are actually Albanian as well so it's so mixed right for my marital choices I think I'm criticized a lot but for who I am as a person I think I am praised a lot mm. you know yeah so. it's definitely a backwards mentality that we have like that community has I feel like it's definitely changed a lot over the years and I feel like nowadays it's less of like that. I mean, because we are integrated. We're not, we don't just all live in Albania. We live all over the world. Like you have to integrate into wherever you are. And that's normal. That's natural. And that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with it. We should be who we are and um, be free to just be like with other people. And that's the one thing I it bothers me about the culture. It's like, yeah, we could be prideful and be like, yeah. love our country and love our yeah. heritage, but we don't have to be nasty people and no. negative. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. That was the toughest one for me because being an immigrant, you already don't feel like you belong anywhere. I'm not white Canadian, so I don't understand the way they do things, but I'm not Albanian Albanian in that way because I grew up here so a lot of who I am is absolutely influenced by being an Albanian person an Albanian woman but a lot of it is also influenced by the cultures that I grew up around too right so when you're attacked for not being Albanian enough or not being proud or shaming your country you feel extra bad about yourself because you're like well I'm not trying to shame an entire nation and my people but you know, you already feel this sense of like, I don't belong anywhere yeah, at this point. That's right? so true. That's exactly true. You're just trying to be what you can be, you know, make the best out of your life and exactly. still honor where you come from. Like we all mm-hmm. come from somewhere, but you still, yes. you know, you want to honor that and, you know, respect it, but you still got to move on with your life. You can't be yes. like in the past, like yes. stay there. you got to move exactly. forward. Exactly. Yeah. I always struggle with that too, personally, like being how Albanian are you? Um, yeah. Um, and, it, and it's funny, like I started this pod, this podcast, like Albanian, like for Albanians or about Albanians, but I'm like always like this internal struggle, like inside of me about uh, it. Like, well, yeah. why am I the one talking about Albanians? I'm like, I'm really not Albanian. I'm sure people are like, who the hell is this girl? Like, she's like this Americanized uh-huh. girl, like trying to yes. talk about Albanians. <laughs> yeah you know, like this internalized thing that I always like think in my head like man and it's, it's annoying called, to it's, think it's the imposter syndrome right you feel like an imposter because 
uh, you're like, I'm not the most Albanian person out there um, because I grew up here, but I want to talk about being Albanian, but then everybody's going to measure me to the level of Albanian that I am. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. I totally relate to yeah. what you said. And I think that's mm-hmm. why I was trying to focus, like, I'm Albanian, but also American. So this is like the yes. American side. <laughs> like, if you like this side, like, you want to know more about, like, outside of Albania, Kosovo, or yeah. whatever. Like, this is your, this is the place to be. <laughs> you when you reached out to me to do this podcast interview, remember I asked you, I'm like, is this going to be in Albanian or in English? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's going to be in English. And I was so relieved because I had somebody reach out to me who lives in Albania and she asked to interview me. And I was like, I don't think so. Um, just because I've always been made fun of for my Albanian. Like, I don't speak it horribly, you know, but at the same time, I don't speak it as effortlessly as I would speak English. So I'm like, I don't want to go on this page and do an interview. And then all of the comments are going to be about how I don't, don't sound speak. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of like, that was another like reason. Like I wanted a place for mm-hmm. people like Albanians that are you know, speak English and want to share something or have something to share or have yeah. done something that's important. Not just like these TV stations in Albania or so We need something for us here. Yes. Something yeah. we can understand. Like, yeah, we understand, but like to the fullest extent. Yes. So hopefully this is what it's doing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Thank you. We're Albanian, but we're still like ourselves and our, our own person, Where whether you live in Canada or America or in England, or Australia, like you do you, Yes, you know, we just got to embrace who we are. Yeah, we are, you know, embrace our culture and just keep growing. Exactly, for sure. Do you have top five tips for like getting into fitness or healthy living or healthy eating? For sure. So my first one, which is something that I tell everybody who reaches out to me is keep a food journal. Make sure that not even just a food journal, I would say like a daily log of what your days look like and what your life looks like. So I just say food journal because a lot of people, when they get into health and fitness, the first thing they think of is what's the perfect workout program you can give me to lose all of my belly fat. And I'm like, none. I can't give you a workout program to lose all of your belly fat because you can't spot reduce fat. You can't choose where you're going to lose fat. So what you want to focus on is your diet first. I'm not saying go on a diet. I just mean keep like for a week, write down every single day what you are eating, what time you're eating it. Um, And even if you want to go that far, you can write how you're feeling that day after you eat certain foods. But you have to be extremely honest with yourself. And I always say you can't change habits that you don't know need changing. You know, like if you don't know which habits need working on, you're not going to know where to start. So step number one, keep that journal and really just be very brutally honest with it. Like even if let's say I tell you, Hey, keep a food journal, send it to me in seven days. I've had people who send me food journals that look perfect. And I'm like, why are you reaching out to me then? This is perfect. But you have to be brutally honest with every single thing you're eating, because if you're sending it to me, I'm not judging you for what you're eating ever. So the only thing you should worry about is if we start here, what do we need to change? The second is set extremely realistic goals. Don't think that in two weeks, you're going to lose 30 pounds because I've had people reach out to me who say, Hey, um, in three months, can I lose 40 pounds? And I'm like, no, (laughs) did it take you three months to add 40 pounds? Most likely not. So I would say set extremely realistic goals. You're not going to go from having all of these bad habits to having perfect habits. Just for my own life, I've recently tried to cut out coffee, tried, and I tried to do it overnight. I know I give this advice, like set realistic goals, but I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. I don't really need coffee anyway. I actually don't. I just like the flavor, but I failed because it was too dramatic of a change. So I would say set realistic goals that you can actually achieve because then it also gives you a boost in confidence Mm -hmm. to see that, hey, I can accomplish this little one. So maybe I can move the goalpost a little bit. Instead of I'm going to go from this extreme lifestyle to the next, and then you automatically fail within the first two weeks. So very realistic goals. Yeah. The third is be prepared, (laughs) be prepared. So whether that is planning out what meals you're going to make ahead of time or 
making sure that your fridge and your pantry and your cupboards are stocked with good foods. Like personally, I will not buy potato chips because it is my weakness. Like I love crunchy, salty foods. So especially potatoes, like I love. <laughs> so for me, I will not buy chips because I know that if I'm having a tough day, I will likely be like, mm, just a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. be prepared meal plan or um, meal prep, whatever it is that you have to do to make you ready for success. The fourth is invest in yourself. I would say invest in yourself the way that you would invest in your new phone, in a new car, in upgrades in your home, in upgrades in your wardrobe, your hair, nails, whatever. Invest in yourself. What I said earlier was there are so many methods and everybody is on keto right now, right? Which for me is a big no-no for anyone listening. Um, just because unless you can sustain it, which is great for you, I find cutting out an entire food group is not the way to go. So I would say if you don't know where to start, reach out for help. There's lots of people who give out firstly free help, like I do all the time, or um, get a personal trainer. You're not going to learn how to properly deadlift and squat right when you get to the gym. And so mm -hmm. it doesn't to get some help, even if it's like one or two sessions. And the fifth is focus on your good routines. Now, I know for the most part, we've been talking about diet and exercise, but two or three, I would say very important things that a lot of people just neglect or even four is their water intake, their sleep, their stress management and appropriate supplementation. So I would say, yeah, you have to see your routines. And firstly, if you're not getting enough sleep, your body's not going to function properly. So mm -hmm. even your body's ability to burn fat is not going to be at its optimal level just because, you know, I don't know if you're guilty of this. I certainly am. Before you go to bed, you're on your phone. Yeah. Scroll, yep. stimulate, stimulate, stimulate. And then you don't get proper deep sleep. Um, you don't wake up feeling rested. But that's something that when we're talking about weight loss, a lot of people are not talking about that. So mm -hmm. sleep, stress management, those are right. absolutely at the very so top. True. I struggle with all of that, like the, the sleeping and getting off the phone. And <laughs> yeah, no, I do too. My sleep schedule is still not good. I'm someone who struggles with getting depressive episodes, anxiety, things like that. So I don't sleep very well, but I also don't help myself a lot of the time, you know? So I would say I've started a new bedtime routine recently, mm -hmm. and it's always to make sure you're off your device, read a book before bed if you have to, drink a good tea, take your magnesium supplements, and hope for the best. Yeah, that's a good one. It's funny because yeah. like, I remember like months ago, I had woke up in the middle of the night, it was like, I don't know, two or three in the morning and I just couldn't fall asleep. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And I literally went on my mat, took my yoga mat. I put it down and I started doing yoga, like stretching, yeah. breathing, yoga. And I went right back up to my room. That was like the best sleep I ever had. Like after that yoga session, I was like, oh my God, I need to do this every night. Like, what am I doing? But I have to, I know, because I know it works. It's hard to, when you're starting out, especially, and you, you already know all of the things that you're not doing well, it's hard because you feel like you're, you're in an uphill battle. It feels like I have to change literally everything about my life at this point. But the problem is most people think they have to do it right away. So I would say just... Do it gradually. Like you're not going to perfect everything at first, but do better at least yeah. every single day. That's true. That's a good one. Do you have any like, advice or for moms or any like young women out there in our like community or like outside mm -hmm. of our community? I would say do not think that you have to do this alone. It is okay to ask for help when you need help, whether it's from your partner or a friend or whomever you're close with. Don't expect to be perfect because I know as women, the pressure is on us to make sure we have the whole family and we're keeping everyone afloat. So I would say never strive for perfection because you are always going to fail because it does not exist. As soon as you think you do something perfectly, you're going to have to try to do something else perfectly. And so you're always going to fall short. Mm. With your fitness, the same thing applies. Don't look at your fitness goals as just to look better. Think about an entire lifestyle change for yourself because that's really what it is. Fitness, if I've learned anything, is not about the simple things. Like the simplest thing you can do with your goals is eat right and exercise. Like those two things, it's very mechanical. It's 
scientific. If you can do those things, that's great. But it's the mental aspect of it that is far more important than just doing reps and sets and eating salads all day, you know? So fitness, I've learned, is literally an entire lifestyle that you have to live and believe. And you will reap the rewards of it physically as well. So don't rush. (laughs) Yes. To me, I like that slow process. I take things slowly. I learn very slowly. Like it takes me a long time to like understand something. Yes. So I think with my um, with my fitness, because I used to be, like I said, a size zero and I was like super crazy. But, uh, but now that, you know, I'm older, I'm starting to slowly get back into that good health routine. It's really, really easy to get sucked in in this day and age because everything is about quick, 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 right? Like you're so inspired when you see somebody went from this to that in seven months. But the truth mm-hmm. is that's, that's not going to be everybody's reality. And I would say it's, if you want to work on anything, work on the mental aspect of your fitness journey, much more than you're obsessing over uh, weighing your food or getting the perfect workout. Because the end of the day, what's going to determine if you're successful or not is not doing things when you're motivated to, it's doing things when you're disciplined enough to stick to it, right? Mm, Yes. It's a tough one. Discipline is a tough one because as soon as things get hard, your first instinct is to say, oh, I'm not doing something right. Something's wrong. But mm-hmm. it's not supposed to feel easy all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to get those blocks and those barriers. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how are you going to overcome that? That's exactly. kind of, it's going to lead you to that. That's the habit forming, right? The habit forming is when things get really, really hard and rough, are you going to go back to your ways? Or are you going to push through and form new ways? Mm-hmm. So. That's so true. <laughs> new year, new me. No. <laughs> new year, new better me. Better, better. Me. Yeah, better yeah. me, more disciplined me. <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah, just a happier you and happier yeah. means happier in all the ways. Yeah. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so much, Carolyn. <laughs> of course. You, it was such a good time talking to you, learning Likewise. about fitness, learning about you and what you do. And you, we can follow you on TikTok and then Instagram, um, Carolyn TV. TikTok, I haven't changed to okay. Carolyn TV yet. Okay. Um, it's carolyn.b, but it's on my, it should be on my Instagram, I think. Okay. She does all those fun videos on TikTok. <laughs> I'm about to go download right. it to like Do check it. it out and see what's out <laughs> there. Be, yeah. You'll love it. Fun. You'll love it for sure. Just don't <laughs> read all of the comments, okay? <laughs> so I haven't really been focusing on the YouTube yet. That was my New Year's goal, but... I'm on YouTube. I'm on TikTok and Instagram. Those are my three main ones. All right. Awesome. So you guys can connect with her if you feel like you want to get some more motivation and inspiration. Um, I love her videos. I love your voice. Like, I don't know. It's like so like sweet. And um, (laughs) just like go out, go out and check out her videos on her Instagram and all that stuff. They're really cool and awesome. Follow her uh, at all her social medias. And yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Thank you.